Okay. Hello. So it was like half cut off. So it was just like, oh. Yeah, no, I thought it, that's what I was planning. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Hello. I'm I'm good. I have uh, my coffee. You have your coffee. I also this have is a coffee. The pumpkin spice. Oh, I'm just now realizing I I need to fix what? the commands on stream. But that's okay. Wh whatever. <laughs> is it gonna say games? It's gonna say these that's are right. the games that's from that we yesterday. played. <laughs> In case you were curious. Uh -huh. Happy Sunday, everyone. It's Sunday. It is coffee talk. Very nice with outside. <laughs> really nice. We t I took out the garbage earlier, so I was outside and stuff, and I was like, "Wow, it's a beautiful morning. It was really, really nice out there." Yeah, it it's smelled, windy. It smelled smoky, but I think yes, it's because there's a building on fire downtown. It's Wait, a tortilla really? Factory. Yeah. I thought that maybe like one of our neighbors was using like their no. their fireplace, but oh gosh. No, unfortunately, it looks oh, like no. the building is going to be lost. But oh. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well. Okay. I didn't actually so that smell is, it that when is I went real. outside. I, yeah, I smelled it earlier this morning. Like so when, it may have, they may have already outside. battled the fire. like Because the photos I saw could have been from a couple of hours ago. Oh my sure. gosh. Okay. Yeah. When I went out there, I did not smell smoke. Uh, but it was quite, it's quite windy. And it's just really nice. Very, mm. very nice. Nice fall day. Crisp. Beautiful. Windy. Windy. Also windy. We, we call, call Winston, Winston windy. Sometimes. We also call Winston. Well, I I do. I don't know if Jeff does. I call him Winky sometimes. Oh yeah, all the time. Little yes. Winky boy. Well, part of it is because literally, like he sometimes winks. he winks when he's just like he's. We were having a staring contest. Yeah, and then he'll do like a little wink because <laughs> he's like doesn't know what to do. So also little house elf Winky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes, good segue, Lynette. Good segue. Well done. Yeah. Should we get into it? <laughs> yeah. Lance ready. Turn to page 95, the Quidditch World Cup. Today's lesson is called As Good As It Gets. The chapter begins with Harry, Hermione, and the Weasleys arriving at the stadium and taking the stairs up to their seats in the top box. They take in the sights and sounds and meet the people nearby them including Winky, Mr. Crouch's house elf, who is saving him a seat. They meet Fudge, the minister for magic, and see the Malfoys, who unsurprisingly act horribly to them. The Bulgarians and the Irish mascots, Vila and Leprechauns, perform for the crowd before the teams are introduced. Crumb is very young and absolutely fantastic on a broomstick. As the game starts, however, it becomes clear that Ireland is significantly better than the Bulgarians. Eventually, the Irish are up by over 150 points, but Crumb still catches the snitch just to get it over with. <laughs> the match ends, and our friends get an up-close look at the teams as they come through the top box to be honored. The chapter ends with Fred and George requesting their winnings from Ludo Bagman. Mm. Yeah, I I just wrote a bunch of words to to search. so usually what I do is I search uh for the Wizarding World entries and I tried to find one for Winky and Winky. there is not an entry for Winky. Really? I think because uh, like an official one. I think because Winky is not in the movies. So oh, I think that they God. only well, I don't know if they do, but when Pottermore transitioned to Wizarding World, like things got lost, so I'm not sure if there ever was an entry about Winky, but uh, <laughs> but like um, 
I couldn't find anything. One of the first things that popped up on my Google, though, was uh, why isn't Winky in the Harry Potter movies? That was like a thing that people were asking. I don't know. I didn't make the movies, but that's all that I It's worth talking about a little bit, I think, as time goes on. Mm. The creative decision there is kind of fun because I think we all kind of recognize how difficult it is to do everything that happens in a book in a movie, right? Especially as the books get themselves quite long. Yeah. There should just be like a 20,000 part uh, play where everything. <laughs> you just have, yeah, everything. Everything is acted out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, Winky isn't the only cut. Right, right, right. Well, Udo. this, yeah, this, the first two movies are more close. The first movie is like verbatim, almost verbatim, like yeah, the exact very similar. Uh, book. Uh, Chamber of Secrets, mostly, mostly the same. Prisoner of Azkaban, like there. I mean, it's still close, but there's like a few minor things. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, even if we off the top out. of my head, I can't. I can't like think of something obvious. But yeah, yeah. And then when we get into the later books, the more the longer books, the more cinematic movies. Those are those become, um, you know, big changes. Which you know, different different mode, different kind of goal with what they're trying to do with the storytelling. But I was like, I love the description. It's like she has like a little tomato nose, <laughs> and she's like Dobby, and I was just like, oh no, oh no, you call it? It's not Dobby, but I nose Dobby. I sir. know, which is so cute. I was just like, oh my gosh, but you know, Dobby is getting a little full of himself as a house elf, asking for payment for oh, labor. <laughs> yeah, oh, Harry's just kind of like. Yeah, what? About time he had why, some fun. <laughs> why wouldn't he get paid? And know? then, of yeah. course, the Malfoys come in, which is great juxtaposition. Oh, my gosh. Every because time they enter, I'm like, oh. The fact that Winky is up there mm-hmm. is actually meaningful to the story. It will actually have plot meaning, which I always really enjoy. It's not just like, because as you may have noticed, uh, Crouch doesn't show up. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do so, have an image. Of oh, our, look at this. Our Quidditch stands, if I can show. Oh, muscles. The heavy. illustrated. Um, there's like Harry, Ron, Hermione. There's like the Weasleys. There's uh, the Malfoys are actually behind them, which I find kind of funny. Um <laughs> You know, Narcissa looks a particular way. Maybe Lucius and Draco. Is this on the left? The left? Uh, is that Percy, the balding man with the glasses? <laughs> I'm like trying to like identify who these people are, and I'm like, who oh my are? God, I hope not. He's like 18. <laughs> I know, but there's no other person with glasses. He looks, ter- he looks terrible. <laughs> who my knows? God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He but he because he probably made a Horcrux on that uh, report on the cauldrons. Oh, poor, back. poor Percy. Percy is actually the villain in our modern day story, Harry Potter Wizards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but yeah, 
So Winky. That's a great photo. Or a Winky great is picture. there. There's a bunch of people there. They're all in the stands. Um, Harry wants to jump off the the the, Cause of the, the box because of the vila, which I also tried to look up vila, but there was there wasn't anything specific. There were some like little minor fact things. So vila actually aren't are also not mentioned at all in the the movies. Right. Though um, eventually we'll find out or get to meet people or we'll find out that um, there are v- half Vila, quarter Vila, yeah, you know, in, in sort of, um, yeah. But, oh my goodness, Vila. Yeah. <laughs> or there's like, plug your ears or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just After right. they scored. Yeah. I like that too. Oh my gosh. I like... There's so much well, that I like. the mascots are just back and forth with each other. Yes, yes. Very taunting. And and then I like the like um, small scene with the omnioculars. Oh, yeah, where yeah, yeah. Harry was watching them and not in real time or in slower than real time. And then like Hermione's like, Harry, you can't like. Omnioculars would be that. so wild. Like, so wild. You would just have the that and be like, let me. Everything's labeled. <laughs> I love how the first thing Ron says is like, I can make this guy pick his nose forever. And it's like, Ron, yeah. of course. Fantastic. Yes. Just a child. <laughs> yeah. And so then he reimburses Harry with the gold. Oh my gosh. So I was wondering, I was like, wait, is this legitimately, like, is it real gold that they're just tossing around? Where are you getting this money from? This is actually also going to be a plot point oh, in the book. Oh, yeah. see, all these things I also don't know. I don't really know the significance of Winky. What's just yet. useful is to know that leprechaun gold isn't real and it will disappear. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I thought. I was like, I don't think that this is this is what you think it is, yeah. Ron. Because um, not only does Ron pay Harry, somebody else gets paid in leprechaun. <gasps> Which is a big plot point that doesn't ever show up in the movies uh, at all because Ludo isn't in it and the whole story yeah. of funding Weasley's Wizarding Wheezes isn't really a thing until Harry's just like, here, have this. <laughs> Harry, once again, yeah, uh, paying for paying for. But things. it's a longer story because in the book, we'll find out that like Harry actually knows about this and they like finds out about it. And it's a whole year long arc. Because Bagman is in Hogwarts, so mm. there's like interactions between him and the Weasley twins. The 422nd Quidditch World Cup, sponsored by yes, Birdie Bots. Every Can we talk beans. about? Sp- ah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> Bean Boozle. Yep. No, it's just like a little detail, and it's like it every is. handful yeah. <laughs> found in Paris, London. Hogsmeade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's this is a very evocative chapter. Like I can we've been even together quite a bit to large sporting events. Mm-hmm. So it's very familiar. There's a familiarity to it all. Yeah. Like, okay. Like there's a giant screen. It's very familiar. Mm-hmm. The noise, you can kind of, uh, for me, like reading the chapter, I can kind of get this sense of like, it's just, it's just a roar of noise. There Mm -hmm. always is noise. Mm -hmm. I liked the detail that um, the leprechaun, so going back to the mascots, leprechaun made a giant hand, Yeah. um, the quote is, which was making a very rude sign indeed across the pitch towards the Also the he, he, he. (laughs) 
Yeah. At some point, they spell out he, he, he. Yeah. There, there's just a lot going on. Then, then the Vila are like, okay, we're going to murder you. Like, let's throw fire. And, they, and then Harry's looking at them in the omnioculars being like, oh. And the oh ref dear. tries to um, expel the Vila, the Bulgarian mascots. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Also, Crumb does like a fake out just to slam the Irish guy into the ground. Yeah. Okay. So let's back up. So Crumb, as an 18-year-old, is still in school. I'm not even Am sure I... that he's 18. It said that he was 18. He and 18? The Harry was like, he yes, couldn't he believe is. that he was 18 Because the whatever. age of... Um, majority. Or, you know, adulthood. Maturity, maturity yeah, yeah. Is, like, is later. Mm. So their schooling ages are different. I see. Because I was like, I was looking at this and I was like, because first of all, um, them being like blown away that of like the match itself is is parallel to like when you watch professional athletes, it's just like, how do you do the that? Speed. It's just like they just go and it's like, boop, boop, boop. OK, that's, uh, that's <laughs> it's, it's just another level. So to be on a national team at 18, like you, you better be like super, super good. And. Uh, yeah, so it was well, okay, because he also has like merch. Like Ron bought a little little figurine of Victor Crumb, which I also every time there's the Victor Crumb, Ron being obsessed with Victor, it makes Crumb. me laugh because Crumb. he's just like, oh. or because Connie's like, who's this guy? Well, yeah, and and Ron pretends like he's he doesn't know who who he is, and I'm like, dude, yeah. Yeah, okay, we get it. Crumb and Hermione, but whatever. Like, get over it. You're married years. to her. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's really funny because there is sports idolization is mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. It happens so much mm -hmm. in real life. And then, like, the idea that Ron is about to meet this kid, <laughs> young adult, and, like, spend time with him and then be jealous of him is just magnificent. Yeah, we'll we'll see how I do with like the the drama. That's why I in the to, middle of the book to an extent, I don't like it. That's why I settled on the chapter title or uh -huh. like the lesson yeah. title because I was just thinking about how like all these shoes that are yet to fall haven't yep. fallen. Like mm -hmm. Ron still loves Crumb and mm. uh, Winky in that situation, the Ludo Bagman and the Weasley twin situation. Obviously, they're we're still literally alive. the next, yeah, <laughs> Rip, <laughs> Ripsky Doodle. The, the next chapter, I believe, is like you, you immediately get the sense. The next of chapter like, is literally called The Dark oof. Mark. So, yeah, yeah. Is, is this is as good as it gets for Harry Potter. Just like end your, your like journey here and be like, all right, bye. <laughs> no, things are things are gonna escalate, it's gonna be, yeah. It's going to accelerate. We already know, like, we know something bad's going to happen from the very first chapter of, you know, that that whole thing. Peter Pettigrew got away. I don't know. It's just, just how, how it has to go. Poor yeah, Harry. it is. Poor Harry. It is. <laughs> and, like, fudge. That hasn't, that shoe hasn't fallen. I don't know. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. So the twins won. I went back specifically. What was the bet that they made? They bet 37 galleons, 15 sickles, and three canets. Oh, and a trick wand on the side. For five galleons, <laughs> yeah. For they five did galleons? 
I think that's what Ludo like valued it at. He was like, oh, and another five galleons. Oh, for the trick wand. wand. I was like, okay, yeah. He, I mean, he really enjoyed the trick wand. He, he was very amused by it. Percy was I don't think like, he oh. thought he was going to lose because no. it's a very specific bet. It is very specific because what you're saying is the Irish are going to win, but even though the he knows game they're going to lose. Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it is exactly what happened. Yeah. Yes, it's a- well, I mean, from the very start of the match, it was just like, bam, bam, bam. It was like 30-0. And it's like, oh, good. Yeah. yeah. They only scored one goal. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. It was like, yeah. whatever, 100 and something to 10. It was 170 to, to 10. 10. Yeah. Yep. I think like it, yep. there is some... We've talked about this before. It is the most peculiar sports rule. There, you can't, as far as I know, there's not very many analogs here where mm-hmm. you could end the game in a losing position on purpose. Yeah, which is really fascinating. Yeah, and between the two seekers, Krem was probably the better seeker anyway. So it's like, I, oh, I don't know, yeah. in terms of who was going to catch <laughs> the snitch. So yeah. Uh, might as well like do it now or, you know, when you can rather than try to score more points, which is not going to happen anyway. Like that was the whole, um, was it Harry? Harry was explaining to Ron like why, why Crumb would do something like that. And- yeah. I have to say for me, uh-huh. it's a disappointing thing that this can even happen or even like acquiescing. In this well, especially to- when. Literally one goal. If you scored one goal mm-hmm. at this score, mm-hmm. then catching the snitch would be a tie. Yeah. So it's not like they were down by 400 points. No. They're down by 160, and the snitch is worth 150. Yeah. Anyway. But the difference with Quidditch and other sports that we have is that it catching the snitch is the end game. Like yep. it's so you have to you have to end it. By that, it is also just... notable that Lynch sees the snitch first. Mm. So it's not like entirely up to Crumb. I think he knows that well, if he doesn't, he try saw to the catch snitch first because Crumb got smashed in the face. Yeah, <laughs> all yep. these things. Like I, yeah, I could see that. Uh, I could see a lot of fouls, or I could imagine a lot of fouls, especially you know. The longer it goes on, the more taunting that goes on, the more it's just like people are just getting yep. angry. <laughs> and I know, as I think we talked about this in a previous episode as well, is that in this Quidditch World Cup, more than just the three chasers throw the quaffle, the beaters also use the quaffle actively. Mm. If If I'm following the announcer correctly, which is that it's more than just the three chasers, especially on the Irish team, that take possession of the quaffle, mm-hmm. which I find really interesting. Because I think when we're first introduced to the game, it feels like the beaters are only worried about the bludger yeah. and would never touch the quaffle. Well, but I it, think also difference between expert and novice. Right. Like, this I don't, yeah. So they're doing both. They're mm-hmm. like, yes, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Which I find really interesting. It's like how in professional soccer, like defenders often do mm-hmm. big runs to go on, on offense and do offensive things. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I always enjoyed that. That if that was on purpose, it's really, really nice of like, oh, well, at the highest levels. Because in some <laughs> sense, from Harry's perspective, imagine- we've skipped a lot of levels. Because as far as I know, He's never really watched like any professionals, and this would be even yeah. beyond professionals. This is international, right? Right. These are the best of the best. Yes, of players. So we can see over. some leapfrogging of like 
strategy and tactic? I think I know that J.K. Rowling probably had, you know, things to work off of. Like, there's a lot of similarities to other mythologies and such. But like to have like, oh, I'm going to create a sport. <laughs> like, I just think yeah. about these things of like, just, you know, like, I, I mean, and part of it. And it's funny because like a lot of times people will be like, oh, well, Quidditch makes no sense. And it's like, well, if I designed a sport and was like, this is how the game is played, mm -hmm. it probably wouldn't make sense anyway either. Yeah. The nice thing is that you have this like quirky wizarding world. So it doesn't matter that it's like, why why is this the way that it is? Mm -hmm. But, you know, read Quidditch through the ages. There's a whole like backstory and history of like, what uh what used to serve as the snitch and like all these like little an animal, story right? like coming like up with stories of like what happened and, like all it's just it's a lot of world filling out it is so it's kind of cool yeah i always enjoy it and i think like <laughs> maybe she is tired of writing quidditch scenes but they also serve like a pretty nice purpose that they're they're about a change of a pace especially in the other books because I'm trying to think like yeah so we usually start the school year and then I it's think like, there's oh, a Quidditch is... scene in every mm -hmm. book except seven yeah I mean part of that is also because Harry is so intimately connected to Quidditch like right. that's the thing the only thing he sees himself good at <laughs> yep um and so yeah there's always like a thing with Quidditch so we haven't even got into Hogwarts yet no. We are eight chapters in. And we still won't. Be <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm trying. I mean, just there might even be two more chapters or three more chapters until we're there. But I think it's it's worth it, right? I mean, we can feel the zooming out a bit of repositioning Harry within the wizarding world and saying like, there are all these other important people mm -hmm. that Harry never ever interacts with because we basically only see him at school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we only got a very like brief intro to the ministry last book when he met, uh, what's his face? Fudge. Fudge. <laughs> I know it's a one syllable word. What is the, what is his name? Um, but, now, like, we're getting more, like, more into the ministry. Yeah. Now, especially that Percy works at the ministry and we get to hear his, like, whatever, <laughs> whatever nonsense, very self-important nonsense stuff. I kind of feel bad for Percy. <laughs> well, especially if, yes, he's lost all of his hair at 18. <laughs> he lost all of his hair. He also was, like, bowing down so aggressively that his glasses fell and shattered. Like, dude. Yeah. You don't need to do that. No. It's okay. He's it's okay. very um he's very low self-esteem. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. It is there's just yeah, it's just um it's a lot of fun and I, I feel like it's really nice to see everybody having a good time. As good as it gets. <laughs> until and, until and then like it's just crashes down. Yeah. What what do you have anything else? I uh, know that's all that I have. It yeah. was you know it was a very descriptive chapter. Yeah, so I'm it not was surprised a longer chapter a than previous ones, but yeah, not not really much. It's not like yeah commentary. <laughs> it's like you, you, we we watched a sporting event together. That was fun. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Until next time. Oh whoa whoa whoa! whoa Until whoa, next time. Wands <laughs> ready. ready.